Welcome to the Love You More podcast. I am your host, Jennifer McDaniel, and today we are talking about triggers. This is a very common word that most all people know, I would imagine, and maybe you could consider the last time you felt triggered. Now, there's very small triggers like, um, I'll give you an example, right before I pressed record on this computer, I got a little bit of like butterflies, um, a little bit of uh, maybe I would describe it as an acidic sort of feeling in my stomach because I like to do a good job on these podcasts and I, I get, um, I don't, I'm trying not to label, but th- those are some feelings that I have when I know I'm about ready to perform and it's a very common feeling and those come up. There's also been bigger triggers, which might release things like rage, tears, um, or or triggers that create a lot of conversation with my inner critic. And um, I can think of something like that that happened with my younger son um, last Friday not being able to get ready for school. And I was already in a a bad space because my husband had to leave early and I wasn't prepared for that. I wasn't prepared for him to leave and for me to be in charge of everything. And the dog had not been walked yet. And then on top of all of that, um, my son could not find one thing to wear to school, even though he has lots of things and he will only wear one pair of pants and maybe two shirts. So that gets old after a while. So anyway, I, in that moment felt completely triggered and I ended up going into my closet and crying, which certainly helped. Um, but yeah. And, but then after we get triggered, I wanted to know if this happens for you. I wanted to know if you ever think, what the heck, like, why am I not past that? Why have I not learned how to deal with that person? Why have I not learned how to not get so nervous before a presentation? Um, When am I going to get there? (laughs) You know, and um, that, that, that I layer, you're layering really first and foremost, more suffering on top of already a hard situation. So let me just say, I have, definitely learned how to be aware of that. I might not catch it in the moment, but then down the road, I'll think, man, you already were suffering enough. And then on top of that, you had to say, gosh, you're such a bad mom for not being able to remain calm for your son. When are you going to learn that it's really important that when he can't get dressed in the morning that you need to remain calm? So that's a lot on top of already a hard situation. I also wanted to bring up something that I'm starting to realize from some of the work I've been doing with my life coach and also some of the books that she's been having me read around understanding the source of triggers. You know, in past therapy and past work that I've done, And it's not to say that what I'm about to say is not important because there is worth in doing what I'm about to say. But I also think there's limitations to it. 
And uh, what I'm about to say is, have you ever worked with like a therapist or have you ever journaled and you're trying to get to the source of what caused you to get triggered? Because a lot of times you'll hear, hear people say, oh, well, it's that's what, you know, triggered you. But what what is at the root of that? What, where did that in, uh, initial trigger, where did that imprint get originally caused? And so you're trying to track it back. You're going to your childhood. You're thinking about, oh, well, maybe it was when this happened to me. That's when this original thing got felt and I stuffed it down and I didn't address it. And now it keeps popping up. Well, that's exactly how these things do get done, right? When we feel strong feelings, it's our body trying to release it, trying to let go of it. And so that's why it's so incredibly important to allow allow ourselves to feel it because when we do feel it, truly feel it versus trying to stuff it back down, we can begin to heal. But how important is it to find the exact time that we got triggered? I think it's impossible because I think some of this stuff could have happened when we were like tiny little bitty babies. And we have no recollection of the time someone left us in our crib too long and we thought that we were going to be abandoned or we felt that way, right? Maybe that's when that feeling was created and how the heck are we supposed to know that? So what I have been learning through this work is maybe it's not so important to have an understanding of where this was initially created, but maybe the work is working with the now and working with, uh, oh, okay, this tiny amount of feeling is coming up before I do this podcast. What do I do with that? Do I ignore it? Do I tell myself, oh, there's that stupid feeling again that always makes me think I'm going to mess up? Um, do I talk to a friend about it at nausea, you know, when I'm when I'm going through something like that? Um I think what I am have learned around these feelings and what I'm playing with, let's just say that because I've certainly not learned this. <laughs> Most of these solo podcasts are just me processing where I am in my current place of growth and then trying to articulate it so I get something from this. And of course, also hoping that the people who listen to these podcasts something and it resonates with them too. And they also are allowed to kind of grow in that direction. So anyway, what I'm attempting to do, and there was a really beautiful analogy of this or metaphor that this podcast that I was listening to went through and they use the analogy or the metaphor of a dog. So I have a new dog. Our new dog is named Mora and she's like eight months old, maybe seven months old. I don't know. Um, I'm learning, <laughs> learning so much, not necessarily about dogs. I'm learning how I engage with dogs when they don't really do what I expect for them to do. And I'm also learning about the beautiful way that dogs just forgive and dogs are always so in the moment and it's really beautiful. Um, so it was fun for me to hear this metaphor about a dog and the metaphor went something like this. So, you know, when your dog is sleeping, you've heard the expression, let sleeping dogs lie. Um, so when a dog is sleeping 
And all of a sudden there's a knock on the door, right? There's a knock on the door. Maybe it's Amazon leaving me a package. What does Maura do? Well, Maura like jumps up and she starts barking and she goes nuts. And in that place, I have two choices. I can yell at her and tell her, stop barking, stop barking, blah, 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 blah. Um, which I actually totally did. <laughs> I was recording a, a webinar for a new program that we're launching with our company. And at the end of the program, she started barking and thankfully I was done. So it can be edited out, but I totally lost my stuff on her at the end. And when I saw myself, because I recorded it so I could go back and see, and not only hear, but visually see what I looked like when I lost my crap on her. And I was like, oh my God, that was so ugly. <laughs> So that was really ugly, um, which of course is adding more layers on top of already suffering because I was already kind of suffering in that moment because I felt like she had hurt, ruined something. And then I felt bad that I yelled at her. And then I felt bad at myself because I was annoyed with me, right? So man, how many layers did I put on top of that initial moment? So anyway, you can do that. You can yell at your dog and tell him to stop barking, or you can go over your, to your dog, try to figure out what's, what is happening. Why is she getting so upset? Oh, it's the Amazon person. She was scared. She's probably trying to make sure I was safe and protecting our family. And I can go over there and just gently, you know, pet her and let her know she's okay. It's all right. It's just our friendly Amazon man. Get used to it. He's here a lot. <laughs> And I can help calm her down. And so if we think of ourselves as that sweet dog, right, that something happens where we get triggered and we can't control the trigger, right? You cannot control for the most part when something happens, what naturally unfolds inside of you. That is just going to happen. Now that might change with time, but for the most part, that is going to happen. So what do you do with that? How do you handle that really strong emotion or even the little emotion that comes up and that you need to, to, so to work with? So the way that we can do that is we can treat ourselves the same way that we might work with Sweet Mora. We can say, yes, this is happening. So when I go over to her and I pet her, I'm basically accepting the fact that she's doing that, right? So I can accept and say a tiny little yes to, okay, I can, I might not be able to accept all of this uncomfortableness happening in my body, but I can, I can try to say yes to a little bit of it. And I can try to accept some of it because if I accept some of it, then that dog, that woman can start to move into a more calm space. And I can be really kind to her in that moment. And I can realize that that emotion that came up is trying to show me something. I don't necessarily need to know where it came from to get benefit from just simply acknowledging that it's there saying that a little yes to it and just giving it space. And also in these books, they, they talk, and I never really thought about this either. You know, we call these things feelings, right? Sad, mad, glad, nervous, frustrated, rage, whatever. Those are labels. 
Um, and, and labels can be very helpful, but as I, I think I've talked about in past podcasts, labeling can also kind of stunt growth. And also sometimes like a feeling like nervousness might also feel like another feeling too. And so those feelings that I'm learning are really energy. So let's think of those things, not only as feelings, but can we think of them as energy? And so if an energy is coming up within me, how can I let it go through me? Because I do know that energy is not going to stick around. Um, The other day I was giving a, I was in a group Zoom meeting with um, some academic people and I'm kind of out of the academic space, you know, and I'm more of in this business space and uh, private practice space and entrepreneurship space. And so this was, I'm, but I'm, I'm, I'm engaging in one project that's very academically related. And I get sometimes, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like imposter syndrome a little bit with them. Like, I feel like I got to, you know, know the jargon and I don't know. I, I feel insecure sometimes in that group, which would be expressed by, probably feelings of a fluttering heart and um, an acidic stomach. And so I was trying to articulate something on a call and I felt like it was crappy. I felt like I did a really crappy job. And so when we got off the call, I was like, oh my God, they must think I'm idiot. Do they think that I, here, here's this, here's the story, right? They must think that I'm an idiot. They probably wonder if they should have even brought me onto this project, blah, blah, blah. I ruminated on that energy space for probably three hours And eventually, yes, did it go? Is it still there? No, I don't have that. I meet with them here in 20 minutes and I'm going to walk into that meeting and I'm going to be just fine. So that that energy has left. So these energies will come and go, but how long do we want to hold on to them? And I didn't really want to hold on to that any longer, but I was creating story around it, right? I was adding... And who the heck, was anybody else thinking about that meeting after I was done? No, it's always worse in your own mind, first and foremost. But second of all, it just goes to show that our brains want to protect us so much. My brain was trying, like at first it might not sound like my brain was trying to protect me because my inner critic was like so mean, but eventually like my brain was trying to like tell stories around this to just uh, make it make it go away, make it feel better. And so the brain wants to do stuff, but really we just kind of need to let the brain step aside, right? We need to put the brain, uh, we need to tell the brain, thank you for being there for me. You've done a lot of great for me, but like right now, these stories that you're concocting around what just happened isn't really that important. And what's most important is that I just sort of sit here for a minute and try to get out of my brain and into my body and see what my body is telling me. Okay, the body's in discomfort. Great, what's my next step? The next step is to sort of accept some of that discomfort. I don't know if I'm gonna say welcome it, but certainly certainly know that there's gonna be some growth that can come from it and maybe even welcome that part, right? Okay, this is discomfort, I'm saying yes, I'm gonna, welcome it and have a little growth from it. But what I don't want to do is I don't want to push it down. I don't want to talk down. I don't want to keep pushing uncomfortable feelings out and not allowing myself to feel them. Otherwise that learning gets stunted.
So let me see. I took other notes. Um, yeah. So how do you know, I guess, one of the things I have questions around is like, how will I know I'm getting better at this? And that's an okay question because it's nice. I mean, we're not always growing. We're not always getting better. And, that, and, and I actually think that that's totally fine. But I think the way that I have noticed I'm already changing is I'm just able to find more peace. That's really what I think we're looking for with all of this work is that life isn't so much of a up and down massive roller coaster when we just let feelings and thoughts rule the world. <laughs> and instead, we remind ourselves that we are already whole and perfect and there's nothing to fix and we're just letting life life us and we're letting life we're letting ourselves feel life life us without us trying to strong arm it into what we think it should look like they used the analogy of a dammed up river right and when you have an uh, a trigger that brings up a really hard feeling that's like the rocks damming up the river and damming up the flow of water. And when we can just sort of feel those and soften into those, then the rocks move, shift, and the river can start flowing again and your energy can start flowing again and you feel more like yourself, fully yourself. A little less suffering, a little more peace, a little less questions of when am I going to learn this? Why do I st still get triggered? But a lot more of let me just be what I am. Let me would ex express what I need to express. And maybe perhaps no need to figure out where this trigger is coming from and spending hours and thousands of dollars in therapy trying to identify the source of the trigger. But to pet that sweet girl doggy, <laughs> to love on ourselves, to embrace ourselves, all about that. So anyway, that's me troubleshooting some triggers. I hope that was helpful. I hope that made sense. Um, kind of helped me. So hopefully that means it helped you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> love you more, friends. Thank you for taking such time to spend time with yourself to give yourself some deep level self-care by just slowing down in your day, letting yourself feel your feelings, putting your inner critic to the side, thanking them for what they've done, but you can do this without them. Love you more. <laughs>